Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Okay, this episode is so good for a multitude of reasons. A lot of you have been asking for more episodes with boutique owners, which I'm totally open to, but As always, I want to make sure that they are awesome boutique owners, that they're running their business in a way that emulates the way I teach how to run a business. And guess what? I found an awesome woman. Her name is Jill Tanner. She is the owner of Southern Honey Boutique, which has an amazing presence online, on Facebook. I mean, her social numbers are insane. Don't get jealous. She's worked very hard to get there, as you'll find out in this episode. She has two brick and mortar locations, one in Texas, one in Arizona. And she's going to tell you more about what it took to open those, what she's learned. I mean, this episode, honestly, for every boutique owner is going to be so helpful. The interesting part about what she talks about is you know, understanding when to pivot, how to pivot. This is what I talk about all the time is don't fall in love with your boutique. Don't fall in love with your assortment. Be open to understanding what's happening in the business and pivoting. And she's going to tell you more about how she did that. One of her biggest pivots of late has been creating the app called Market to Boutique. It's an app that you can use with Shopify, with Common Sold, and even without those, you can use it. Uh, It's a great app. And basically, it helps you understand what you have on order coming into your boutique and adjusting your buys based on that. So it's, it's an order tracking app that I think is so helpful and I'm suggesting to all my mastermind members because I think that, you know, we go to market, we order things and then we forget about it. And Jill has solved that problem in such a beautiful and wonderful way. She truly cares about helping other boutique owners the way that I do in a positive space where, you know, there's enough to go around and the more we all do better, the better life gets. So I'm excited to share Jill's positivity and just her incredible nature and insights on growing her boutique business in this episode. So let's get to it. Jill Tanner. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today and introduce you to my people because you have a lot to share that I think more people need to know about. Well, thank you. I hope that I can help air some mistakes and where we've gone in our boutique and market to boutique. And I'm thrilled to be talking to your people. I hope they become my people. I know, right? So, so first and foremost, 
I want you to talk about your wildly successful boutique that you have now, but like, how did you start it? How did you even get into the boutique world? Is it something you always wanted to do or did you kind of stumble into it? I have a kind of strange background. So I was raised on a ranch and I rope and I run barrels and I'm all about my horses. But then I also have like kind of a city side to me. So I went to college at um, Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. And I loved the atmosphere there. I love the, um, the style, the, the casual, but still kind of dressed up. And I've kind of just fit me because it's still kind of Southern and country. And so anyways, that's, I lived in Nashville for seven years. Well, moved back to Texas and married my husband. He's actually from South Georgia, so it doesn't all make sense. But um, we moved back to Texas, and we uh, were living in Stephenville, where we live now. And a friend of mine and I were talking, and we decided just kind of randomly that we wanted to open a boutique. She was a sales rep for a, a clothing company, and um, I have a business background from Vanderbilt and some other stuff I had gotten into. And so here we go. We set out on this venture and opened a boutique. Well, about a year in, she decided she wanted to do something different and I wanted to go a little bit different direction with the store. So that's when it changed to Southern Honey and we just started building and we were a brick and mortar and then we added an online and then we added a second brick and mortar and here we are today with the two stores and an online warehouse. So it's been a fun journey, not one I ever intended. I'd never... I always shop. I'm a great shopper. I'm a great spender of money. So it wasn't ever something that I thought my lifelong dream is to own a boutique, but I have loved it. Like it has been so much fun. So that's kind of where we are today. Wild. So how long from like opening with your friend to today, how long has it kind of taken you to grow the, grow the business? We opened the, the, my friend and I opened our store in March of 2014 and we closed it. We didn't really close it. It transitioned to Southern Honey January 1st of that next year. So Southern Honey has been around since January, 2015. So fast five years. Yeah. It's been pretty quick. It's gone really fast, man. This business will make you feel old because it feels like just yesterday. We were right? starting it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, okay. So I, I think a lot of listeners will say, wow, that's quick to grow as big as you have. I mean, you have 167,000 Facebook followers. Like that's insane to me. What would you say were the moments in your growth that were those like turning points that kind of catapulted you forward? If you were going to teach, you know, go back five years and say, here are the things to really focus on as you grow your business. What would you say those are? I would think for sure, being able to pivot what you want your store to be into what your customers need it to be is crucial. So the first store that that I had with my friend, she liked more expensive clothing. And our demographic here to me was, I mean, Stephenville's largely a college town. So and it's not, it's not a wealthy town by any means. It's, it's a lot of just blue collar Americans just working their booties off. And so I wanted more affordable clothing in this, in this town because that's what I felt like would cater to my customers. 
And so I think a really important part of being able to grow is stepping outside of yourself and really saying, what is best for my business right now? Because even though I may buy stuff that I may never wear, like I can't wear that, but I know it'll sell because it fits my, my demographic. It fits my customer. And I think sometimes as a boutique owner, that's really hard for us because we want to buy stuff that we want, because let's be honest, a lot of us take some of it home with us. And that's, I mean, I do, my goodness, y'all should see my closet, (laughs) but there's also a lot of stuff that I have to leave at the store and at the warehouse because, Hey, I know that'll sell there, even though it may not fit me. So I think just being able to pivot and constantly looking at trends and just pivoting and seeing what's working, what's not is what will help really grow your business. I love that. I mean, I always say buy what you love. So even though you wouldn't necessarily wear some of the stuff that you buy that you know will sell, you still like it, right? Like you're still like, that's for me, but I still like, like that style. For sure. And what I tend to do, like, yeah, if it's something hideous, I can't make myself do it. Even like, I'm just like, no way. But what I tend to do, like when I go to markets and when I buy is I keep like five people in mind, like myself, of course. Then I think about my mom because my mom, even though she's 65, she is cute and stylish and fashionable. And then I try to keep like, I have younger friends that, who are more like or early 20s, you know, and, and cousins who are younger. And so I try to pick like five people. And when I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, okay, who of those five, w- would any of these people wear it? Because that is my target demographic. And they all have completely different styles. And so I don't mind, I'm with you, like buy what you love, but also be thinking of other people other than yourself. Like be thinking, this would look adorable on my mom. Can I pull it off? No, I don't have her figure. But this would look adorable on my mom and she would buy it. So then I know other women will buy it too. I absolutely love that. And I think even the idea, I tell a lot of people, keep your best-selling customers in mind. You know, who are your top three customers? Would they be the first one to jump on this style? Absolutely. That's such great advice. So you have brick and mortar, you have online. Mm-hmm. My next question for you is what do you think are, so I want to like kind of think about this separately because, because they are different businesses. I talk about this all the time. Like you totally to, different. Yeah. You have to conceptualize them as different. So I would like to know first is like, what do you feel like your keys to success in the brick and mortar have been? And then alternately kind of online, like how did you grow each of those separately? Like and how do you conceptualize them differently? Sorry, it's like a really complicated question, but I feel like it's important for people to know that A, they're different businesses and B, they have different growth strategies. 100%. So I think they are extremely different businesses, which we have learned the hard way over the past five years. But I also think they can play off of each other. So as far as our brick and mortars, our, like our first brick and mortar here in Texas it was largely word of mouth. You know, we did Facebook ads and stuff like local ads for it. Um, we've done a billboard before, but I am so firmly of the opinion. I disagree with the people who say brick and mortars are like boutiques are going out. They are not going anywhere. Y'all there will never be women who don't want to go shop. Like, let's be honest. It's our favorite pastime. Like women want to shop. Um, I'm, I'm one of, I'm one of them. Every time we go out of town too, I go to, I check out the boutiques. So I don't really, I not really, I wholeheartedly disagree that brick and mortars are going out of business. That being said, 
I think that it's important to kind of get active with the community and get your name around and make sure that it's just a good environment for people to come in. I think, I think the thing I've noticed most about brick and mortars, you, if you're running it or your sales associates who you hire to run it, they have to be friendly. They have to be outgoing. They have to be friendly. I feel like as much of our success with brick and mortar is about our girls who work there as it is about the clothes. The clothes, of course, are super important. But if you don't make someone feel comfortable when they walk in your store and they're not, they don't feel invited, they're not coming back despite how cute your clothes are. So I think that is so important. Now we said that kind of is kind of both brick and mortars. Now segueing to the online, it is not nearly as personal. So to me, the online is almost harder to win customers because you're not getting people to come in and feel your vibe and see you. Like it's all about social media and your website, which is so hard. So for that, I mean, we haven't been, honestly, we haven't been as good as, as being as active on social media as we are because I have a small child and there's just life. There's just a lot going on, but we have really good followers. Like they're just loyal to us and they know the quality. And the thing that I preach constantly is customer service. Even though you're not getting that face-to-face, like if someone emails us, it needs to be answered immediately. They need to understand that they're important to us. They need to understand that we're taking care of any issues that might arise. Like they still need to feel so cared about as online customers. And so to me, like it all works together. One promotes the other. We get a lot of people who come into our brick and mortar because they've shopped with us online and vice versa. But they are, I mean, they're, they're different. They all have challenges, but they can all still work together. I think one of the things that I've noticed too about just sort of your online marketing with your website and Facebook, Instagram is you're really consistently professional looking. You look, I mean, this sounds silly, but like you look like a legit, really high end store. And while the prices don't necessarily match like the look and you know, it is an affordable store you do take the time to show the value, I think, of the clothes with the presentation and the consistent background in your videos, you know, things like that. I feel like from a customer standpoint, sort of validate the legitimacy of your business, if that makes sense. Oh, thank you. We're in, which it's always, it's constantly a work in progress. You know that, um, we are constantly trying to figure out like what background works better with this and what looks better with this. But I do think you're right. I, I think it's very important to... We stepped our, our camera game up a couple of years ago and we bought you know a, a fancy camera that none of us knew how to use. It was a total disaster, but we YouTubed it until we figured it out and we got people... We had hired someone to come give us lessons. So I mean, it's constantly a cluster, let's be honest, but we're all just... We're trying to make it better every day. Like We're repainting our background today for our videos and But I do think that's what I notice when I look at other boutiques that I aspire to be. I'm always looking at their photos and I'm always looking at their backgrounds and I'm always looking at their presentation because you're exactly right. Like how you portray yourself is how others are going to see you. Yeah. And I think for you, you know, it's interesting because it does, yeah, it just makes you look more interesting. It makes you look, you know, I think especially with the rise in the past couple of years of the like Shein's and the, like the wish, you know, the things from China, Absolutely. real, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. so nice to have consistent faces, consistent that like, there's just that comfort and knowing that like, I can use my credit card 
and I'm going to get what I expect, you know, <laughs> and like it's not, and my card isn't going to get hacked. Yes. Let's exactly. Be. Exactly. And, my, and my shirt isn't going to be three sizes too small. Yeah. Well, and Absolutely. you, do you sell a full size range or are you just small to large? We are both. We, okay. there's several things that we only get in small through large, but if, when we're buying, if we have the option, like if it comes in extra large or there'll be times we have, you know, a full size range, it just depends on the item, honestly. Okay. How do you, like, this is one thing that I find a lot of people struggle with is they want to do the full size range, but unless they're plus size or they have sort of a plus size model, they don't sell the plus. Like, have you had sort of hurdles over how to manage that piece of it? Cause I, you know, you're definitely not plus size, but, and, and like most of the girls on your website kind of aren't, but do you feel like there's disparity there in terms of how much you sell based on, uh, you know, the styles you bring in, how you photograph it? Like, what has that been like for you? It's honestly been pretty tough. And that's something, and I'm not going to go on here and act like we have all the answers because we definitely don't. Like this is a work in progress for everybody. Plus size is a harder sell for us. And I think it's because we didn't start out with plus size in the very beginning. And so it has been a harder sell. And it's something that we are very interested in growing. We haven't by any means conquered it yet. We have tried plus size models on the website and it actually sells better for us in our New Mexico store. I'm not sure why. Again, it's just one of those boutique things that sometimes you just don't know why. But it's something we're working on because the need is there. The need is there and the customers are there. And so that's something that I wish I could say, hey, we have this figured out. Here's how we did it. But this is something we do not have figured out yet. And we are still trying to to work towards. I love that. And, and, And honestly, you know, I think like what you said just right back from the beginning is always pivoting to what people want. Like you're finding that in New Mexico, people want it. And so you're probably feeding more of the units there. Like that's, I mean, that's truly pivoting your business based on how you're learning and reacting. So that's pretty cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm of the mindset. That's something that my dad taught me from very young that, Hey, you need to constantly looking for another angle, another Avenue, another, you know, there, nothing is ever good enough, which I guess is not great in some aspects of life. But as far as a business, like, I feel like if you ever get to a point that you're like, Hey, everything's great. We're just chilling. Like that's when it's the beginning of the end. Like you better be always just on your toes and looking for new opportunities and trying to pivot. And especially in this business, I mean, trends come and go so fast that my goodness, you better be watching them. Totally. Well, and, and honestly, that transitions really well into the transition you sort of started to make with Market to Boutique, your app for Shopify, you know, as seeing opportunities from the buying and merchandising standpoint, you've created something amazing, which I, I want to share with everyone. Oh, thank you so much. So Market to Boutique started because I am always on the go. I'm a go and blow in kind of girl. I'm always into, my hands are always into a bunch of different cookie jars, I guess we could (laughs) say. And so the boutique doesn't always have my full attention. And I was noticing that I was overbuying. Products weren't coming in when they were supposed to. And I would get like shorts in December. And I was like, what in the world? Because I had forgotten to cancel them because things had just 
you know, life's busy for all of us. And honestly, well, I hear this all the time. You're speaking the, to the masses. I probably, yes, like every boutique owner is like, oh my God, I have that problem too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I didn't, and like, I'm not organized by nature. I'm just not. And so when I would go to market, I'm just buying by the seat of my pants, you know? And so then I'd have, I don't know, a hundred thousand coming in one month and 20,000 coming in the next. And I'm just like, there, stop. Like this has got to give something has got to change. So then we'll segue that, like, I'm feeling all this, you know, what is going on with this boutique business? Like it's good, but it is the most unorganized thing I've ever done, which is not surprising because I'm just not an organ. I'm not organized. So then I had my daughter three years ago. I had my daughter and I had a really, really sick pregnancy. So I physically couldn't go to, to the storefronts and stuff. Like I tried to every day. And then my daughter had acid reflux when she was born. And if any of y'all mamas have had babies with acid reflux, y'all know that is no joke. These kids don't sleep ever. So it was like a year and a half of this just uh, craziness in my life that I wasn't giving the boutique the attention that it needed. So we went on this search. So I'm like, what do I want? Like, what would make my life easier? What would make my boutique life easier, better, etc.? So we spent three months researching other POS systems, other inventory management systems, and none of them did what I wanted them to do. So I thought, let's build it. You know, so I teamed up with a great, great development team. And I told them what I wanted the system to do. I wanted to be able to input orders. And now we have an app, y'all, where you can input your orders at market on your app you input the when they're supposed to come, you input the price, the cost, and it's you can put it in your settings where everything's pretty automated. And it takes like, I don't know, 15 seconds to enter to enter an item with a picture of it. So when I like come back from market, everything's already done. All my work's already done. Everything's input. Well, when an item comes in, like say a box comes in and we unpackage it, we search the style number, hit receive, Y'all, it transfers all that information over to Shopify. So when we would get like, let's say 30 boxes in and our crazy, you know, like during the crazy months, it used to take us over a week, which was kind of a disaster to get unpacked because then people don't want to take damages back when you don't get it back to them, you know, damaged items soon enough. And it was just always a hot mess. Well, now with Market to Boutique, we did like 26 boxes the other day in one afternoon. Like it was so fast of different styles too. Not, I mean, every, you know, there were so many different styles in those giant boxes. And so it has just added a level of organization and efficiency to my business that was not possible before. And I initially made it for myself because I wanted something to help me. And then a friend of mine wanted on it. So she started using it. She still uses it. She's a comment soul boutique and she uses it because it just, she says it saves them so much money a year by just being organized and canceling products. Like it tells you what's overdue when you can, you know, you can cancel, you can export sheets of your overdue products and send them directly to the vendors. You can see what you have coming in when. So then like we just decided, Hey, all boutiques really need this. Like let's make it affordable, like where they can afford it. Cause these are my boutique sisters and let's rock and roll with it. And it's been really good. We've had a really good response to it. We have a lot of boutiques who use it. And I mean, it has, for me personally, it's been life-changing for this business. 
I mean, when I discovered it, I was like, whoa, this is the on-order system that I had in corporate retail that doesn't exist anywhere else in the boutique worlds, which was insane. You know, I think one of the things I really try to teach is know what you have on order. Make sure you're not buying five blue shirts for April and they all look kind of the same. So I think, yes, from a systemic standpoint, it's brilliant. And just for like a planning, assortment planning, collections, launches, like it, it just makes life easier. It really does. And like you said, with the blue shirts, like I was so unorganized y'all that I would go to market and order something, forget that I ordered it, would order it on fashion go like a month later would have the same, you know, several of the same packs coming in. And I was just like, this has got to stop. Like, which I think most women are like me. I don't think that your sole focus is always on your boutique. It can't be like we as women have too many roles and things get complicated and things get confusing. And I just wanted something that would simplify the business for me. And like pre-market to boutique, every time they would get stuff unpackaged in our warehouse, I would go in and price things and to help with names, etc. Now all of that's done, y'all. At market, like as soon as you put it in, it's done. So like when stuff comes in, my girls unpackage it, they hit receive, then they go to Shopify and hit print labels and it is done. And so it just has opened up so much of my time that it is unreal. I mean, it's just a really efficient way to go to market. You know, like the fact that we're going to market and still getting these weird paper orders and they're unorganized and they have different delivery dates all over the, you know, like it, it, I was just at magic and, you know, we have a stack of orders and it's like, how the hell do we organize all this? Yeah. Where do you even start? Market to boutique. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And so you don't, so it's good though, to talk about the fact that it's not just for Shopify too. Sorry. I want to go back to that because you can use it on its own as just sort of like an organizational app too. Absolutely. Like we have a lot of Shopify users, obviously. I mean, of course I'm biased, but not really because I'm, I'm a realist. And I'm like, if you're on Shopify, you have to have this. Like it's not even an option anymore not to have it. But like we have several comment sold users too, because they, then the feedback we're constantly getting is we save thousands, thousands a month because we're either canceling orders when they need to be canceled that we didn't know before, or we've overbought and we need to cancel some of those orders because, Hey, we're not like, we've had a slow month. We're fixing to be in a bind. And, you know, we just get, we get so much feedback from comment soul people as well that, Hey, this, like, this is saving us tons of money. So, and, and then when you're at market on the app, it also keeps track of your budget in real time. So every time you input something, you can go in and set budgets by month, by category, by however you want, really. And you can check off. So like when you're at market, you don't ever really have a reason or excuse to go over budget, which is good for me personally, let's be honest. Um, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a, yeah, it's good for everyone. But it just makes everything so much more efficient. I love it. I, I mean, and that's why I wanted to have you come on the podcast because I just feel like more people need to know about this app because even in just my one-on-ones and my mastermind, you know, organizing the inventory is one thing after you've sold it and, you know, it's in store, but that whole preliminary piece of it where you're going to market and buying 
correct amounts to the categories that you know you're going to sell. I mean, that's a huge piece of knowledge that just, I think so many people go to market just flying blind, just being like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. If I like it, I'm buying it. Yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> if I only bought shirts <laughs> and which I've seen happen. I've seen people go to market and literally just buy one category or two categories. I'm like, what about dresses? What about this? You know? So it's really, I think it's smart. And I love that it's built by someone who understands the boutique industry, who's been there, who's done it. And I, I think those are the, you are the type of woman who's really going to move the boutique industry forward and really transform and change it because you're seeing little things where people can improve processes and, and like you said, make more money, save more money. I mean, that's cash flow is everything in this business. And so I think that's what your app really helps people do is, is kind of preliminarily manage their cash flow. Oh, absolutely. And I have never, I'm not competitive with other women in this business, um, in this industry. There is so much money to be made by all of us that I am, 100% hey let me you know let me help like we want like marketing week wants to help and we are our customer service you know we're my girls are so responsive on it because we're here to help like I get it I get the struggle we've had good years we've had bad years we've had good years again but like you said money in your pocket is the goal like the goal is to feed your family or if this is your side job to pay some extra bills for your family or pay off your mortgage like we want that for you. I'm not competitive with you. I want you to succeed. I want you to have money. I want you to be able to take extra trips or, or buy your kids something special. That that's the goal here. And I feel like we're, we're here to help you. And that's what market to boutique was for me. It was extra time with my daughter. It was, I did not want to leave this crying baby to go up there and price items or to try to try to go find a spreadsheet that we half-hearted did at market, you know, to try to figure things out. Like I wanted it, this business to become like, honestly, more professional, like where women felt like, Hey, here's this way that we can keep track of everything. We can be efficient. We can, you know, have all the information we need at the tip of our fingers. So this can be a professional business for women. So it doesn't maybe just have to be a side hustle. So it can be you know, their main source of income for their family and they can grow it and it can be just a blessing for everyone. And that was the whole goal for market to boutique. I just love it. I love it. So people can, that are listening can go to market to boutique.com and it's the number two, right? It's the number two uh -huh, market. Yep. Cause, and we, and we named it that way just so it would be easily understandable it's, I mean, your clothes are coming from market to the boutique. So market to boutique. Oh, it's no brainer. So market to boutique.com. And are you available in the app store on Shopify too? We are currently a private app on Shopify. We oh. are working towards getting to be a public. So, oh. but the configuration takes maybe about 30 seconds. So you'll sign up on market to boutique.com. And there is a free trial. Of course, we want you to to figure it out and know and love it. And we are always there for questions. We love walking people through it too. And a lot of times that's what happens is anytime you see a new database, people are a little bit scared, but this is so easy. And if you want us to give you just five minutes of your time and we can walk you through it, or if you're pretty tech savvy, you can, I mean, it's, we have support videos and you can figure it out. Um, it's very, very simple. Yeah. We're here to help anytime. I love that. So Okay. Last question for you. 
after saying very clearly, everyone should go download this. It's extremely affordable and it's going to save you so much time and hassle in your life. That's my personal plug for this. But my last question for you is knowing what you know now about growing a boutique, starting a boutique, what's something you would have done differently along the way? I would have paid better attention to my numbers sooner. I think looking at numbers and looking at your buying, I would have bought smarter. Let me say that. I would have 100% bought smarter. For so long, I thought it's working. Me flying by the seat of my pants is working. We're still making money. But what it took me a couple of years to realize was that I could have doubled the money in my pocket had I just sat down and bought smarter and, you know, really planned out how much I needed of different things and then stuck to it at market instead of just being a wild shopping woman at market. Yeah. Well, and I think what you said too is so important that while you're make you feel like you're making good money. And that's what I think a lot of people, as they start to grow, they're like, well, I'm making money. But once you dive into the numbers, you realize there's a lot of sort of wasted money or missed opportunities to, to save or, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just recently went through, I'm just so glad you said that unprompted by me because it's something I talk about all the time. And I think as women, you know, a lot of women weren't raised to deal with money, manage money, feel comfortable around money and math. And my biggest thing is like retail math and, and retail money is actually really easy math. Like, absolutely. But it does feel like there are ways and places. I mean, I, I had a client where I found that every item they were paying like $8 on average in fees and this and shipping and this. And we started adding that into the retail and they're like just profiting so much more. Like, again, they were doing well on the outside. The numbers were good, but they were like, there's nothing left at the end of the month. What's going on? And it's like, when you're doing higher volume, and I think that's probably what you're also kind of saying here is as you start to do higher volume, you had to be more careful with your money and really look at it much closer. 100%. From the time we opened our the store with my friend to now, our store does double a month what it used to do. And I used to think it was good money back then, you know? And so that's where as you grow, which, and stores do, like if you have, if you're friendly and you have cute clothes and you're getting the word out there, I mean, I don't feel like to make a good living, it's rocket science in this industry but I feel like it's so important to watch your numbers and know what you have on order and know, you know, what you're selling. And if you're buying too much or too little, or, you know, you just have old stuff coming in that you can't sell anymore. Like that's money out of your pocket. And so I think that's so important to watch your numbers and just the little things, like you said, and especially as you grow. And I think too, and this is just kind of off subject, but I don't think all of us are meant to have these huge mega $20 million boutiques. Like, yes, we can look up to those girls and we can, you know, think they're wonderful and learn from them. But I don't think that's a lot of our calling. And you know what? I think that is completely 100% okay. Like it's okay for your calling to be, Hey, I want to make enough to pay my family's bills or I want to make enough. So my husband can help me with this business or whatever you might be for this. That's wonderful. 
like not all of us are going to be, I'm not even a mega boutique and I feel like we're pretty darn big, but we're not, you know, I'm not in the level of some of those girls and that's okay because I'm getting to do what I love and I'm getting to spend time with my family. And to me, all of that is more important than trying to sacrifice other important things in my life to be a mega boutique. And I just, I feel like a lot of times that gets missed. And so I just really want everyone to understand that having a successful business, no matter on what level is awesome. And you girls are awesome for doing this and diving into this business. And I mean, I look up to every one of you. It's, it's awesome. And success is what you decide it is. It's not 100. what... Yeah. Like it's not what someone else set a goal for you. It's, it's like you said, if success for you is making enough to, you know, stay at home with your kids or to pay for a Disney trip or to, or, or to support your entire family. And, and that's, you know, what it ends up being. All of it's good. There's no judgment on what's better or what's worse. Absolutely. You do what's best for you and your family. And that's success. You know, as long as, is, you're doing, you love it. You're doing it. It's, it's fitting the needs for what you need it for. Like, that's awesome. You're, I mean, success is totally defined by each person. So, and if we can assist with that, you know, in any little way that, Hey, this makes your business make an extra hundred dollars a month or a thousand, or in some cases people tell me it saves them 30 to 40,000 a month just by buying better and smarter. Like that's huge. You guys, all of those numbers are huge. And so that's kind of where we are is I am good with the level my boutique is. And of course, everyone wishes they would grow a little bit more. I mean, everyone does. And that's okay too. But just be smart about it. Be smart about growth when you do grow so that you're not having to make personal sacrifices necessarily that you'll regret later for your business. Great advice. I love ending on that note because... Great advice. So much inspiration. So much to leave people with. Thanks so much, Jill. You're oh, it was such freaking a awesome. <laughs> and I just, oh. you're just a very pure, nice voice to have in in the boutique world. And a lot of your values align with mine. So it's so nice to have you on the show. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com 